A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided, after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. In the opening line of the Gospel, Luke addresses his words to Theophilus. Theo, in Greek, is God, Philus, lover or friend. Perhaps this name does not refer to just one person, but symbolizes all the readers, the lovers of God, for whom the gospel is written. Luke's aim is that you, the lover of God, may realize the certainty of the teachings or catechesis that you have received. This friend of God is uncertain or insecure about aspects of the faith. Is it any different with us? We're on the cusp of entering the third year of a pandemic that we imagine would last a season or two. Last Saturday, a gunman took hostages in a synagogue in Texas, which, closer to home, reminded us of the shootings at Oxford High School. We as a nation are becoming more and more aware of racial and economic disparity in our country. Like Theophilus, we too might wonder Where is God at work in our world? What on earth is God doing? Luke's gospel is a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us. In chapter 1 and 2, the angel Gabriel announces God's word first to Elizabeth through Zechariah and to Mary, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, both will conceive a child. God's word is trustworthy. Are you listening, Theophilus? 
Both women gave birth to the promised child. What God declared has been fulfilled. And then the lectionary jumps to chapter 4. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Jesus comes to his hometown. Everyone knows him. He, He went to catechism with them. In the synagogue at Nazareth, Jesus unrolls the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and reads, The Spirit of God has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor, liberty to captives, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Then Jesus sat down, the posture of a teacher in those days. Everyone's eyes are on him, as they wonder what comment he will make. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. God's word is fulfilled. Are you listening, Theophilus? At Christmas we heard, Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. On the cross, Jesus said to the thief, Today you will be with me in paradise. And twice in the story of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay in your house today. And today salvation has come to this house. But there is more going on here. It's what Jesus didn't say that gives us a sense of the scope of his mission in this inaugural address. If I were to quote you this old song, Love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse. Right away you know something is missing. I left out, and carriage. Everyone notices the missing words. Jesus quotes Isaiah 61 to announce a year of favor from the Lord. But he skips the last part of the verse, and the day of vengeance of our God. Jesus has come home to Nazareth, where he has been brought up. He surely wasn't brought up to leave out words of God that he didn't agree with. What happened to him? Where did he get this idea? Walter Brueggemann suggests that as a little child, Jesus must have heard his mother Mary singing. She sang about neighborliness, about how God brings down the mighty from their thrones and lifts up the lowly, about how God fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty. When Nehemiah read from the book of Moses to the exiles who had returned from Babylon, they wept. We don't know the reason for their tears. The city had been destroyed, and the reading probably included snippets of their history, which were more glorious than their present circumstances. They wept for what they had lost. Like Theophilus, they too may be looking for certainty about the things they have been taught. But the work of the Word is not yet complete. Today is holy to the Lord your God. God is not waiting for safety, prosperity, and peace before re-entering the people's story. 
Indeed, God was with the people in exile. God will be with them in and through the return. God, who creates light with the word, who speaks and causes kings and armies to fall, whose word lifts up the broken and downtrodden, says, This day is holy. It is our teaching that when the word of God is proclaimed at liturgy, we're not remembering something God once said. God is speaking to us live now through these graced words. The Second Vatican Council used a beautiful image for this. The Father who is in heaven meets his children with great love and speaks with them. God's story is always related to human need. For example, if a woman is dying of cancer, the gospel is God's strong word of resurrection. If a person is permeated with guilt, the gospel is God's assurance of forgiveness. If people experience extreme suffering, the gospel is the prayer God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. For the starving, the gospel may be bread. For a homeless refugee, the gospel may be freedom in a new homeland. For others, the gospel may be freedom from political tyranny. The gospel is God's truth, God's action, aimed at a particular human need. St. Teresa of Avila describes it this way, Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ's compassion looks out into the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless now. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in you.